0: Bidzy Small Business Society number 150 Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society I'm Rob Beresoff We talk to entrepreneurs and small business owners about what it takes to succeed as a small business owner Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at Bidzy.com and grow your business Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99, that's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at Bidzy.com. Email rob at Bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at Bidzy.com. Welcome and thanks for listening to this episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. With me today is Christopher Kelly. Christopher is the co-founder at Nourish Balance Thrive, which is a science-based customized support program to help you regain optimal performance. As a pro mountain biker, Christopher understands what it means to perform at the highest level and through his platform, walks his clients through the challenges that often arise on the path to peak performance. He also shares insights into paleo nutrition and functional medicine on his two podcasts called Nourish Balance Thrive and Paleo Baby. So be sure to check those out as well. Welcome, Christopher. Can you first tell us more about yourself then about what projects you're working on today?
1: Sure. Thank you so much for having me. And you're hired, by the way. I'm going to take that audio. I'm going to put it at the front of my po- every single podcast now because you can do that much better than I can. <laughs> it's all yours. <laughs> um, sure. Thank you. I'm, um, I'm not a doctor. I'm a computer scientist. I have an, also have an undergraduate degree in electronics. And uh, two years ago, I quit a job at a hedge fund to start a functional medicine practice. And people always ask me, what does functional mean? Wow, (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a big move, big career change for me. And uh, yeah, so people always ask me, what does functional mean? And it means opposed to dysfunctional, right? One that doesn't work. And uh, the reason I think that family practice in particular, but some specialists too, don't do a very good job of solving common and chronic health problems is because Mm -hmm. I had a terrible experience with my own health a couple of years ago and uh, that inspired me to uh, quit my job once I figured out the solution and, and start this medical practice. And I, I work with my wife, who's a food scientist, and uh, she was a large part of my inspiration. Then also a medical doctor who's also a pro mountain biker. She's, uh, she's heavily influenced the business. And, and also I, I work with another medical doctor who's um, just finishing up his PhD, and I, and I employ a registered nurse as well.
0: Well, wow. Yeah, you are certainly uh, surrounded by a powerful team. And you talked about it a little bit already, but this looked like a bit of a self-serving need, Christopher, but what was really happening around you that you saw as an opportunity to help other people achieve optimal performance like you did?
1: I think that's a really great reason to start a business, isn't it? It's because you want it for yourself. Yeah. It's like kind of selfish <laughs> reasons. That's always been like, I think, a powerful motivi- motivation. Yeah, so, um, so in a bit more detail... I just noticed my health deteriorate quite rapidly after I moved to the U.S. from London. And I've been in the U.S. for about 15 years now. I'm in in Bonnie Doon, which is near Santa Cruz in California. And I was experiencing a lot of fatigue, a lot of brain fog, a lot of insomnia, a lot of GI complaints, and then also zero libido. And uh, yeah, so I went to my family doctor and he said, well, I don't know what's wrong with your digestion. You should go to a gastroenterologist for that. And uh, maybe try to prescribe a few medicines that you know, just mask the symptoms of what's going on. And I went to the gastroenterologist and the gastroenterologist said, well, we can do put some cameras up and down you and confirm what you just told me. And um, we have some anti-inflammatory steroid drugs that we can prescribe. And when those stop working, then we have surgery. And uh, I got home and I talked to the woman who is now my wife and she said, you should sack both of these people and try this elimination diet. And that elimination diet was the autoimmune paleo protocol. And uh, that got me fantastic results, both in terms of my symptoms and on the blood chemistry that I was running at the time. And that gave me my brain back. Like once my brain was working properly, I started doing my own research and got really interested listening to an awful lot of podcasts and listened to several functional medicine practitioners, including Dan Kalish, who I found intriguing. And uh, I ended up working with him doing some tests and doing his training course. And I've done other training courses like his since that have all been really, really good, really, really helpful. And uh, that inspired me to start the business to help other athletes. Now, you always wonder, am I the only one or are there other athletes out there that are suffering from the same problems? And, you know, two years and 700 athletes later, I can answer that question is a, an overwhelming, yes, there are lots of other athletes that are running into similar problems that I went, ran into. Now, can you get into
0: some of the reasons that you or maybe others might be experiencing that decline in health uh, with, the, with the lifestyle in the United States or North America in general?
1: I, I mean, this, it's multifactorial for sure, but I think one of the primary drivers of the problems that I see in our practice and the problems I had were diet. So, you know, you think you're eating a healthy diet, a, a quote unquote healthy diet, right? That's, that's low in fat and high in carbohydrates. And a lot of people don't do well on that diet at all. And I, I was one of those people. And um, I think I was eating an awful lot of foods that I was very, very sensitive to, but I wasn't really paying attention to the way that I feel. So, you know, I'd eat something like a sandwich, for example, and would be not good afterwards. And I would just,
0: it seems like a good option just to have a sandwich for lunch, right?
1: Exactly. It's what people eat for lunch, isn't it? You don't really think about it too much. And then I wasn't connecting the food that I was eating with the way that I felt afterwards. And I'd say that's one of the main things that I, I learned going through the process of fixing myself was reconnecting I just ate that and it didn't make me feel good. Like, pay attention to that, it's important.
0: So how long after would you expect if you were really acutely aware or you were trying to be acutely aware of the effects of the food you are eating, how long, what's that window look like?
1: Well, feeling tired after eating i think that's a bit of a red flag isn't it you know you've eaten something that's not making you feel good and it could be a food sensitivity or it could be that you're just eating too many carbohydrates we we know that that the uh, glucose stimulates a part of the brain that makes you feel tired and so uh, you may have just have eaten too many carbs that's a possibility and you could experiment like maybe the next day you eat a high fat low carb lunch and and see how you feel but I, i'm certain as well that beyond that the kind of the acute phase of uh, eating that there's a kind of chronic low-grade yuckiness that you know makes you feel brain fog and, and, and have insomnia and low libido and stuff. And that just goes on day after day, week after week, week year after year. And, uh, you know, you're not going to see rapid changes in that with your diet. It's going to take a couple of weeks at least, I would assume, and then then maybe even months or years to recover from that.
0: Right. Now, this is uh, Christopher quickly turning into a health show. So now I want to shift us back to the entrepreneurial space. Now, you're enjoying some success, but it wasn't but probably wasn't always that way. Can you tell us what was the biggest challenge that you faced in business or otherwise, but what really sticks out in your mind as your biggest challenge? And here our listeners are typically looking for some of the actionable steps that you may have took to really embrace and overcome that challenge.
1: I mean, the biggest thing has got to be quitting your job, isn't it? I'm sure everybody listening to this is thinking (laughs) the same thing. It was that moment sitting down, in a conference room with my boss and his son and saying, you know what, I don't care about this job anymore. And I don't want to do it. And it's a really, really good job, like, and they're really lovely people. And it pays a great salary and fantastic bonuses. And I had health insurance, and I had a baby on the way, I just got married. Yeah, I mean, that was a difficult decision to say, screw this, I'm going to start a podcast and (laughs) and start my own business. I mean, it just seems like madness. But you know, I I realized with hindsight that what I was doing, I was a bit like that kid that the fearless kid that just starts fights in the playgrounds and doesn't really know what he's getting (laughs) into, you know, and um, I was kind of like that with business. You know, if I'd sat down and done some financial modeling and talked to a business consultant, I probably never would have done it. You know, he would have talked me off the edge of the cliff. But um, I think just with entrepreneurialism, I mean, it's about risk taking, isn't it? And you've just got to go for it and, and throw caution to the wind sometimes. And you know, two years later, I'm so glad that I did because it's brought so much joy into my life.
0: Yep, so great. And I always say that I attack this podcast with a sort of fearless naivete, kind of like you said. And, uh, you yeah. know, oftentimes I really maybe don't understand the level that a lot of these top performers that I talk to, including yourself, are performing on. So, again, I just have to say thanks for sharing some of your wisdom and thanks for sharing your expertise on our podcast here, Christopher. Let's talk more about your journey. What are your rewards? Why is it so great to be Christopher Kelly? <laughs> that's, that's such a strange question.
1: How do I know? <laughs> what, compared to what? Compared to you? Compared to you saying, bolt? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm being facetious. Um, well, one of the greatest joys I have professionally is when I do a follow-up call with someone who's feeling much better. So let's say someone came to me and they're feeling really tired. They can't get through the work day. They can't do training anymore because they're so tired and you know, maybe their libido sucks, they don't have a sex drive anymore, and they're not sleeping well at night. And then you do a follow-up call with that person in four months' time, and they're just completely overwhelmed with joy. It's emotional, it really is. It's just the most overwhelmingly amazing thing. And, you know, nothing, I was a back office programmer a hedge fund, right? The kind of guy that sat in a in a in a room, an office somewhere and, and tried not to make eye contact with people. So, you know, coming out of that back office and and communicating with people and getting this tremendous reward is I think that's the best thing about being me at the moment.
0: Yeah, and those fluorescent lights aren't necessarily good for you all day long, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> no, that was a real shock to the system. When I came here from London, I worked on the 26th floor of the Millbank Tower right by the Houses of Parliament in London we had this spectacular view, 360-degree view of all of London. And then I came to Sunnyvale, which is in the South Bay in Silicon Valley. And I just couldn't believe it. The first time I saw the floor plan, where it's an area the size of a football pitch divided up into these little tiny grey cubicles with fluorescent lights, I, mean, I was Yeah, I was like, how do you talk to each other? Like it's just, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't nice and I didn't enjoy it at all.
0: Now, Christopher, let's get more into your wheelhouse here. What exactly is functional medicine and how does it compare to the more traditional methods of attempting to achieve optimal health? And I'm hoping you could sort of uh, integrate the facets of a paleo diet into that picture as well.
1: I mean, really it's about doing the proper investigation. Sometimes I think that my work hasn't changed at all. So when I was a programmer, One of the things I spend the most time doing was investigating problems and trying to figure out what had gone wrong, right? This worked yesterday. What's changed? Like something has gone wrong. And as a programmer, you have various tools that you can use to analyze the state of a system. So a debugger would be one example of a tool that I would use to try and figure out what's gone wrong. And I'm still doing that now, but I'm using blood chemistry and urinary organic acids, and I'm looking at urinary hormones, and we do stool testing. So it's data-driven. We just look to see what's going on with the biochemistry and physiology of a person, and stuff goes wrong. And you can fix that stuff with diet and lifestyle modification, and then also nutritional supplements can be helpful as well.
0: So can you give us, I guess, uh, if somebody wanted to make a specific change today in their diet, how would they sort of make that shift to the paleo
1: side? Uh, uh, so, the easiest way that I know, so in the beginning, what well, does this? kind of dichotomy that I wrestle with a lot which is humans have very large and intelligent brains right we're really good at making decisions and I hate to try and boil that down or try and tell someone that oh you just need to go to this website and look at this list of foods that you should eat and this first list of foods you know so it's kind of a gross oversimplification and, and people should be able to make their own decision is this food that I should be eating right now or is this junk because there is no there is no middle ground in my, in my view it's just either food or it's not and um so yeah so having said that the um the paleo type diets there's lots of good websites that you know people can look at and get an idea of what's involved and and give it a try and and my favorite one is still the whole 30 so that's whole30.com and they have really good uh, shopping lists and meal plans and recipes and there's a really good book called it starts with food which is a very simple um you know anybody can read it in a couple of hours type book and get a really good feel for what the diet entails. And the way to go at this is to try it like an experiment. The reason it's called Whole30 is because you try it for 30 days, and then you assess how you feel at the end of the 30 days. And then you're feeling pretty good. Everyone feels good. You try reintroducing some of the things that are not allowed on the diet, and then you, you, you see how you feel. And inevitably, people find things that do not make them feel good, and they end up either eating those in severe moderation or not eating them at all.
0: And I think obviously we have to realize that this stuff doesn't happen overnight, just much like success in our businesses or uh, improvements in our life and in our performance. This stuff is not going to happen overnight. We need to engage in this journey, right, Christopher?
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And just you have to remember that it's not just about the food, you know, like it's you think about the things that you can achieve when you think more clearly. So there's absolutely no way I could have started a business whilst I was still sat in the back office of a hedge fund somewhere with brain fog. And it just it never would have occurred to me in a million years. And, you know, since, since, since then, I've also gotten married and had a kid. And, you know, that was something that happened quite late on in life for me, you know, in my mid 30s. So you have to think about those things. I'm sure that I, like, none of those things would have happened had I not <laughs> discovered this diet and and figured out all this stuff.
0: Yeah, and I just think we're doing a real disservice to those around us, our family, our friends, yeah. our clients, our business partners, all of our colleagues, everyone around us when we're not bringing our A-game. And I think that really starts with health, fitness, and nutrition. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. People who are sick, people who don't feel good, they're kind of scared and anxious and they behave like am- animals that are, that are injured. They're kind of, they're reactive. They they tend to snap more at people. Um, and I can always tell when someone's feeling better when they start cracking jokes. You know, that's like the, the number one, like telltale sign when someone's cracking jokes in, in a call, you know, they're starting to feel better.
0: Awesome. Now, forgive me, we're bouncing around a little bit here between the health and the entrepreneurial (laughs) space. Sorry. No, no problem. Obviously, we're trying to extract as much value as we can out of you, Christopher. But now I want to ask you this. How do you most effectively engage with and grow your audience? And here, I want you to help the aspiring entrepreneur understand some things about gaining some traction and cutting through all of the noise out there with social media and marketing.
1: It's really tough. And I wouldn't claim to be an expert in this at all you know, I really don't know how to answer that question with anything valuable. I mean, all I did was I just started my podcast and I just started talking. And then I invited some people who I thought were interesting, and especially people who have played a role in the recovery of my health. And I just asked them interesting questions, the questions that were interesting to me. And it turned out they were interesting to other people. And I don't think I really have anything, you know, more than that to add. You know, I just keep doing that. Keep answering people's questions. is like a really good thing to do on on a podcast. And I can't say that, you know, I have the optimal formula because I could never know that. But it's it's been quite successful f- for me. And in a couple of years, the podcast has grown quite rapidly. So I, m- I might be doing something right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so important. And I
0: think what you're saying is just to create that authentic content. That's all you're saying, I think, right, Christopher?
1: Yeah, I think so. It might help to have an accent as well. That might be something you can't buy. Like people say, oh, I love your accent. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It it is a little bit
0: intoxicating. I will give you that. (laughs) Now I want to ask you, which influencers do you follow online or otherwise for your own motivation and inspiration? I know you've uh, given us a couple names so far, but do you have a couple other influencers that you really follow out there?
1: Yeah, so I'm kind of deeply engrossed in the health and fitness podcasts. I listen to lots of those, and they're mostly from other functional medicine practitioners. Um, So there's Rob Wolf, for example, has been tremendously helpful to me, both with my personal health and with my business a fantastic guy, the Rob Wolf podcast, highly recommend that. And then Ben Greenfield as well is another health and fitness professional who has a fantastic podcast that is just a fire hose of information, but it's all really good stuff. So he's brilliant. And I think they're both really smart entrepreneurs as well. They've, they've launched similar successful business, both authors. Um, So both really, really smart guys. Um, Who else online? Just trying to think, I don't really listen to a lot. I know probably I should like listen to more kind of uh, business and entrepreneur type podcasts and then maybe some more stuff on marketing because that's so difficult to crack. But um, I'm just so fascinated by physiology and biochemistry at the moment. I find it hard to drag myself away from that.
0: (laughs) Now, do you love to win or hate to lose and why?
1: That's a really good question. It depends on the context, right? So I'm definitely competitive on the bike. When I go race my bike, by definition i care about the results right i wouldn't i wouldn't go to a race if i didn't care about winning but in business how do you know if you've won like for me the definition of winning is i can pay my mortgage and i have enough money to buy food and i get have enough time left over to spend time with my my wife and kids and then go ride my bike like that's the definition of winning for me so in that case i guess i'm pretty much winning <laughs> Maybe there's a better definition of winning that you could give me.
0: It's just a matter of defining what that success looks like to ourselves on an individual basis. I think. Now, Christopher, give us something actionable here. What do you do to wind down after a long or stressful day? You
1: no, know, I'm terrible at this. You know, one of the one of the the, the main things that I spend my time doing, and, and then also the registered nurse I work with does this too, is we do these. I think some of the people listening to this podcast will be uh, familiar with the agile methodology. So we do these things we call health sprints, where I have a deck of cards, which are tasks. So each card represents a task. And those tasks were architected by my MD PhD. He created this program. And then I play like planning poker with our clients from I'm like, okay, get to bed by 10 p.m., start doing guided meditation, eat earlier in the day, stop eating dairy. You know, so we'll throw these cards onto the deck. And then the idea is that the client works in a two-week sprint where they move these cards on a Kanban board from the to-do column to the doing to the done. And then after two weeks, we, we meet again and we do another iteration of this. And, you know, getting off the computer, Uh, not exposing yourself to artificial light Uh, these things like they really can interfere with your sleep so I think your question is an important one but at the moment I'm just so fascinated with everything I'm doing particularly the research into physiology and biochemistry that I have terrible trouble tearing myself away from the computer but here's the thing I'm getting away with it my I still get eight hours of solid sleep and I'm not having a problem. So um, I keep doing it. So the answer to your question is I don't do anything to wind down at the end of the day (laughs) and I get away with it.
0: It's absolutely hard to shut down when you're so passionate about what you're doing. Is there anything you're using specifically an app or anything else um, to sort of cut down on that harmful light or those harmful rays coming from your mobile devices or your laptop?
1: Oh, yeah. So for sure, if I didn't use F.Lux, so there's an application called F.Lux, and I think the the URL is just get lux or something. If like maybe you have to link to that in the in the show notes. So what this certainly is certainly will, yep. Yeah. So it's an application that alters the the colour temperature of your screen according to the time of day. So once the sun sets, your screen looks as if it's turning a kind of orange colour. And that's because the blue component of the screen has been removed. And it's that blue component that can block the production of melatonin and stop you from sleeping so well. So that I know that I, I wouldn't be able to get away with what I've just described if I didn't have F.Lux. And then there's also, um, there's an app on the, on the iPhone, what's, what's it called? I think it's called uh, Night Shift, I think it's called. So on, certainly on the newer Apple devices has it now as well. And, and those things are quite helpful, but I tend not to look at my phone very much. It's it's all just on the computer and like reading research papers and maybe watching presentations and then, and then I'm done. I don't really touch my phone much. Yep,
0: great resources there. Thank you for that. I mean, yeah, it's tough again for us to wind down and anything we can do to sort of get that restful uh, six to eight hours so we can bring our A game is going to be uh, going to help us out there and help everyone around us. Now, Christopher, I want you to boil this thing down. What is the one thing you want to share with our listeners listeners about the importance of their health, their fitness, and their nutrition on both their businesses and their lives?
1: Well, I think, you know, sooner or later, your health is going to be your number one concern, right? So maybe it's not right now, but at some point it will. And, you know, I think by getting ahead, getting on top of the situation now, you can save yourself so much heartache later. And, you know, sometimes I think about all the years that I've wasted feeling like crap. (laughs) <laughs> really feeling like crap. And you might not even know it, you know, you might be just walking around in a fog, not really appreciating that you're feeling like crap, because you've got no baseline to compare it to. You know, you asked me the question, why is it so awesome being me? And it's, it's true, you don't know how the next person feels how awesome they feel. And, and until you do some experimentation with your diet, and your lifestyle, You you will never know, like you'll never know if you could feel any better. And so I think it's really important to do those experiments and and assess the way that you feel. And the the quantification of things, so doing blood chemistry and maybe doing some other testing can be really helpful in, in helping you understand whether or not something is working for you.
0: Christopher, I have so many more questions around inflammation, ketogenesis, acid testing, insulin, and I'm sure our listeners today do too. If we want to learn more about you and your business and more about identifying and treating not only the symptoms, but the root causes of what may be ailing us, how can we connect with you?
1: Well, thank you. You can come to my website. It's nourishbalancethrive.com, and uh, there's a button there. You can book a free consultation and uh, you can talk to either my registered nurse or also my wife is doing those free consultations at the moment and we can try and figure out if the the testing that we do is a good fit for you and uh, um yeah, I, it's it, it's a really great process that I think you'll enjoy. It's very much, it's not like, do you know when you go to a doctor and it's kind of doctor-patient? It's not like that at all. It's more like a peer relationship, you know? So I work with people who are just like me, who are really, really interested in figuring out what's going on inside of their body. And I just give them the tools that they need in order to do that, which are things like blood chemistry and the other testing that you talked about. And then we meet and we do these sprints. And so, yeah, it's a, a really... Really fun process. So nourishbalancethrive.com, book a free consultation, and we can help you figure out whether it's a good fit.
0: Yep. Great website. We'll be sure to link everything up in the show notes page. This has been a blast, Christopher. Thank you so much for joining me today on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Rob.
0: Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to bizzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at bizzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bizzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bizzy Small Business Society today.